giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure, altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold, and they sweeter than and sweeter than honey, the honey from the mouth of the comb. We're going to lift up our voices tonight. Lift up your voice and begin de- begin to declare the glory, the goodness of God over your life, over your family, of the goodness of God that you have experienced in this week of Holy Ghost Convention. Lift up your voices and begin to pray. My God and my Master, we thank you. We declare your glory, O God. We declare your handiwork, Almighty God. Day unto day, pour out speech, and night unto night, display your knowledge. We thank you, the God of heaven and earth. We praise you, we exalt you tonight, O God. We lift you here because there is none like you. Thank you, O God, for how far you have led us in this journey, O God. We praise and exalt you. We lift you high because there is none like you, O God. Thank you, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. We acknowledge you for who you are, my God my father who is like unto thee oh god there is none like you you are glorious in holiness you are fearful in praises the god of wonders we have seen your goodness we have seen your favor we have seen your kindness thank you above all for your holy spirit my god for reminding us who we are in christ my god thank you oh god that lord you reminded us of your precept of your law of your commandment of your love my god and my king what a faithful god what a mighty god what a glorious god we serve my god and my king we thank you, O God, for your glory, O God. In you we live, in you we move, in you we have our being, O God. We bless you, my God and my Father. In this journey that we are embarking upon, the Holy Spirit, we thank you, my God and my Father, for allowing us to witness this month of grace. My God and my King, you've been glorious, O God. We lift you high, O God. Thank you, O God, for your holy angels, O God, that's been directing us, O God, from the month of January up until this month of grace, my God. We declare your goodness, O God. We declare your kindness tonight. We declare your favor, O oh God. Oh Lord, you've been faithful, O oh God, to Christ's faith tabernacle, O oh God. Thank you, O oh God, for success you have given unto us, O oh God. Thank you, O oh God, for renewing us, for enlightenment of our spirit, O oh God. Thank you, O oh God, for allowing us to acknowledge your Holy Spirit. Without you, we can be, we are nothing, O oh God. We bless and exalt you, O oh God, that we have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth in us, O oh God. We bless you and give you thanks, O oh God. We bless you and give you the glory. We bless you and give you the honor. We bless you and give you the adoration, my God. Thank you, the master plan Oh God. Thank you for which, that which you have in store for us tonight, O oh God. We praise you, my God. We bless you. We worship you. Thank you for who you are, my King, that you reveal yourself in our meeting tonight, O oh God. We give you thanks, the God of heaven and earth. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Hallelujah. I want you to pray Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. In the... Um, my prayers this afternoon at the hour of prayer, 3 p.m., what the Lord lay on my heart so strongly that I began to thank the Lord for was that Hebrew 11:6. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. And the Lord impressed it on my heart so strongly that there are many of us who have been seeking the Lord for years on a particular issue, most especially the gift of the Holy Spirit. Some of us have desire the nine gift of the Spirit or a specific gift out of the nine. And this is the season that God will begin to manifest those gifts 
they will begin to come so swiftly and so easy because you have diligently sought the Lord over the years. So this season is a season of manifestation. It is a season of God's presence being so real. So I want us to thank God. I don't know what gift you desire. I don't know what spiritual heights you desire. I don't know if you actually desire to see angels. Some people saw angels and you are wondering why I'm in the same church. I'm drinking the same, you know, the same food, spiritual food. Why is it that they are seeing I'm not? So this is the season that God wants to hear our prayers. And God has heard our prayers. So I want us to lift up our voice and begin to thank God that God, we thank you. But because we have entered into the season of our manifestation, you want to thank God for all the gift of the Spirit that you have received, even in this season. Because I believe heaven came down in this season. So let's lift up our voice and begin to thank God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless your name. We thank you, Lord, because indeed your, the scripture says, He that cometh unto God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Father God, you have said over the years that you are going to make a distinction between those who serve the Lord and those who do not. And Father God, we have entered into the season where God Almighty will begin to manifest his glory. So Father, we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that has been made manifest in our life. We thank you for the gift of healing. We thank you for the gift of signs and wonders. We thank you for the gift of word of knowledge word of wisdom. We thank you for the gift of faith. We thank you for the gift of discernment of spirit. We thank you for the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues. We thank you for the gift, O oh God, of prophecy that you have lavished upon us, O oh God. We thank you, Father, for opening our eyes into the realm of the spirit to see. We thank you, Father, for opening our ears to hear the voice of our God audibly. We thank you, Father, God, for enabling us to see angelic angels, O oh God, all around us. We thank you for the angelic encounters. We thank you, Father, God, for eternal of encounter in this house. We bless your name for increasing our love for God. We thank you for a time of revival. We thank you because we have been revived. We thank you, Father God, for our soul, our longing soul, that our desire, Lord God, to have an encounter with the Father. We thank you, Lord God, because the season of it has come. We thank you that we have entered into the season of the avalanche grace of God upon our lives. We want to thank you, Father God, for that which you have been speaking to us for years, that God is being made manifest in this season. Thank you, Father God, for prophecy prophetic, O oh God, that have been released over our life, that is being made manifest in this season. We thank you, Lord God, because we have come unto you. We obey you. We love you. We love God the Father. We love God the Son, and we love God the Holy Spirit. We want to thank you for a time of encounter. A time, Lord God, that Father, the God the Spirit, God the Son, and God the, God, the, God the Father have made your home with us. We thank you, Father God, because you have made your dwelling with us. Thank you, Jesus, because this is a season that you are revealing yourself to us, O oh God. This is the season that Jesus is showing himself to us. Father God, even as we have heard from our Father and the Lord many, many times, so God, on this holy mountain, that he has saw the Lord. He saw the Lord face to face. Thank you because this is the season that Jesus began to reveal himself to us, oh God. We bless you, we bless you for changing our dreams, for changing our desire, for making our desire your desire. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Thank you, Father God, because these seven days of holy Convocation have not gone in vain. Thank you for the deposits, oh God, in our lives. Thank you for the glory that has been revealed in our lives. Thank you for taking us higher in our spiritual height. Thank you for our knowledge of the word of God that has increased. Thank you for our desire to serve God, oh God, wholeheartedly that have increased. We bless 
your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Thank you for the level that you are taking us into. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praised. In Jesus' name, we pray. Praise God. It's our time. It's our season. And we shall manifest in the mighty name of Jesus. In the book of Hatch, chapter 10, verse 44 says, Is it where Peter was, was still speaking those words? If the Holy Spirit came upon all who hear what? The message. What have we been hearing since Monday at the beginning of Holy Ghost? Answer me. So the Spirit of God is upon you. You have received the ocean from heaven. I want you to lift up your voice tonight and begin to thank God for what I've done for us. That is a shift. A new order have started with us. Begin to thank God from your heart. Father, I thank you for the ocean you have given unto me. I thank you for the grace you have partnered into me. Begin to lift up your voice and thank God tonight. Just look at where we are. In January, see what God has brought us now. See where we are now. Something has shifted. Something awesome begins to happen in the midst of us. Something glorious is taking place. Live up your heart. Say, Father, I thank you. I thank you that I can know my tomorrow. I thank you that nothing is hidden for me anymore. When I move, I move in the spirit. When I open my mouth, I will speak whatever he's saying. Wherever I go, I will see the mark of God upon me. That's what God spoke all this morning. He said, we have been marked with it seed, which is the guarantee of our inheritance in Christ. Begin to thank God tonight. So I thank God for the ocean that I've received. Thank God I begin to go and manifest. Remember Acts chapter 10 verse 38 say, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Holy Spirit and power. How he went about doing good. It's our time to begin to worry about doing good. That we can manifest the glory of God. Reveal his awesome in our life. It's our right to share the nation of Great Britain. Father, in my begin to ask the Lord tonight. Say, Lord, I thank you that you have fed me afresh. The new one has come upon me. The new grace has come upon me. It's not my to reveal you to those who have not known you. Let me move in the power of your spirit. Let me reveal to those who have not known you. Wherever I go, let your ocean of God be revealed through me. Let me radio your grave wherever I go. Begin to ask the Lord tonight. Begin to thank God. We need to thank God for what he has done. He said, Peter was speaking the word. And those who hear the message were filled. Something shifted in their, li- in their life. Some begin to take place in their life. And we are, oh God, the children of God. We are in the household of the angel of days. In the pillar and foundation of truth. Begin to thank God for tonight. For the awesomeness of His glory. For the power of His might. For the fullness of His grace. Father, we just want to thank you. Father, we thank you for the new auction. I believe to see what else I have not seen. I believe to hear what you have not heard. I believe to consider what I have not gone into the heart of men. Father, we just thank you, Lord. He said, deep call upon the deep. We thank you, Lord. We can call upon you, God of heaven. That nothing is hidden from our sight. For our God like you, we give all the praise. We exalt your holy name. We thank you for the river. The river that begins to flow. We thank you for the ocean from heaven that you have given to each one of us. The grace has been released. Father, we thank you, Lord. It's for us to go and manifest. He said, how can we manifest? We have to go about doing good. Deliver those under the power of the devil. Even those who are sick. Because God is with us. Begin to thank us for the awesome power of his presence. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, oh God, we thank you. We give all the praise. We give all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shall we begin 
the service by reading from Psalm 24 with an uplifted The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he has founded upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? shall stand in his holy place, either has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart to what is false, swear deceitfully. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him. Who seek your face, O God of Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty, He is the King of glory. Amen. Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your King. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness. And joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. Slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty act and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. Lord is faithful to all his promises, and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall, and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him. For all the wicked he will destroy. And now we speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen.
Somebody needs to lift up their voice and just worship. Lord, we join with your angels in worship. We join with your angels in worship. We join with your angels in worship. And we cry that you are holy.
thank you, Jesus. Father, we exalt your holy name. Blessed be your name. Let's thank God for what God has said to us. Father, we exalt you. We give you the praise and honor and glory. We magnify your holy name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We give you the praise, O God, because you are the God who walks in the midst of the candle stands. And you hold the stars in your hand according to the book of Revelation. We bless your name for your infinite glory and power. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for the unction of heaven. This is the seventh day. Oh Lord our God. We bless your holy name. In Jesus anointed name we are praying. Welcome someone beside you. Will I say congratulate somebody beside you? Please be seated. Hallelujah. I'm sure that we have been greatly enjoying the savour of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's a massive convention should not finish. But anyhow, I, I look a bit distant, so you let me come down. Please bring my pulpits to this section. I don't like standing there and looking down. Amen forevermore. I am H-A-P-P-Y. We are H-A-P-P-Y. Hallelujah. It's very interesting that some of the songs we sing in school, they are so biblical. We are H-A-P-P-Y. Happy! And so we are. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is it not the same thing that you people change to the joy that I have? The Lord, the, the world didn't give it to me. Have you? You know, I'm so happy for you. I am really happy for you. You know, God is always happy with people who respond when heaven speaks. I've been looking at some mysteries of God that human technology can never catch up with, even if human beings remain on earth for billion years. Like, the Bible says, who knows the path of the bird in the air? Give me a technology that can forecast a bird when it's taken off, and that technology will tell us exactly the bearing that that bird will fly in path. 
man will never get there. Even if God leave them to live in this world for one billion years. Neither will man be able to trace the path of a bird after he has flown. Man will never be able to stop tornadoes, hurricanes, when they start heading for a particular shore. They may be able to forecast that it has started to form. But no power, no knowledge, insight will be able to stop that tornado or hurricane. No technology of man will shift the course of the sun and change the orbit. Obliquity of the ecliptic. That's what we call it in Judaism. Hmm? I was looking at the sun yesterday when India now launched another satellite. They dare not say it's going to the sun. But they said they call it the sun. And the satellite is going to the moon, near to the sun. (laughs) I said, I expected you to say that the sun satellite will go to the sun. Because I'm sure that the ashes of it will not be found. And then they showed us the sun. It's not a land. It is a conjugation of burning sulfur. Oozing. And breathing. And each time you breathe, the flares fly out. And the sons of men call it ultraviolet rays. I said we serve a God. Who is the God of all creation? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> no matter how much mortal man are trying, I'm happy that mortal man is exercising the wisdom and the knowledge God gave them. But what makes God God is this. Sun, moon, and stars in their courses above. Joining up in manifold weakness to thy great faithfulness, mercy and love. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by morning, new mercies I see. and rights. This is a testament for the Most Holy One. We talked today about you have been given power and authority. We have been looking at the Holy Spirit. We have been looking at the Holy Spirit and this week we have concentrated on what is necessary for each one of us to manifest the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that yesterday, God really encouraged us 
especially when the Holy Spirit was giving us the understanding that your problem is not unique to you. You are invariable among many. But for those who believe in Jesus, which I believe all of you have, except somebody who is just coming in today who had not known Christ, or somebody listening to me for the first time on the YouTube. You know, brother, do you know your prayers have been answered? You. What's your name again? Brother Lusoya. The Lord told me to tell you that he has answered your cry. You don't have to worry yourself any longer. You will testify shortly. You understand what God is saying. You know, I want you to have a knowledge that God told you yesterday that when you are in situation, what do you do? Praise Him. When it seems your boat is sinking, celebrate and rejoice more. When it seems as if there is no one helping you, that's when you praise God most because he is the pre- ever-present help in the time of trouble. Because you are not hearing and things are going here, well, does not mean he's absent. He is there, watching two things. Watching you and watching the situation. He's watching you to see whether you are matured enough to give him the glory. So that out of your praise and worship, he will come and sort it out. And if he sees that you are not responding you know, the way he wants you to. What a loving God. When that situation gets to elastic city, when it gets to the to the to the last limit, he will show up in the midst of the ocean. That is your God for you. So that next time you won't fear. You know when Peter was asking Jesus, uh, you know, when they saw Jesus walking on the on the sea and they said it's a ghost. Some of us are still in that stage of that Peter. The same Peter who says silver or gold have we not, but what we have, get up! And the paralyzed, paralytic stood up. The same Peter who, who said, is that Jesus? Just said, yes, it's me. If you are the one, tell me to come. Jesus knows that's your faith, some of you. We too, we pass that, we pass through that. Am I? So you haven't seen to be there in that stage now, okay? But you may commit a thought if you remain there. Am I talking to you now? So, and Jesus said to Peter that, Yes, it's me, your friend, just come. Oh, this is the voice of Jesus. He stepped into the river uh, to see, and he started walking. Wow! This is excited. This is me, Peter. And then he started singing. For the son did not think of himself, but the father. Because he concentrated on himself. Then he now measured himself against the tide. And he started saying, It's interesting. Whenever I read that scripture, I like to analyze it by Archimedes' principle in physics. You throw a mass in the water, it sinks. The period of a heavy mass sinking in water is nanosecond. But here comes this man Bigger than matter. A whole Peter. And he began to sing. The one began to sing is that he moved from 
the, the potential energy into kinetic energy with a slow motion. He starts velocity from zero. And instead of him to drop instantly, according to his body mass, he, he was just slowly sinking. I've never had anyone who had done that in this world. So when he looked at Jesus, the resultant force brings him up. When he looks at this, the wind and the storm, he goes down. So there was a, you know, a battle of two forces. The forces that came out of his unbelief or the force that came from his belief. Until he discovered that the arm of flesh will fail you. And he cried for help. And when he cried for help, Jesus didn't scold him and say that, I told you before you are an unbeliever. You didn't have faith to cast out demons. Now you are, you, again I've given you another chance. Jesus will never do that. Because whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He said, get up Peter. And then he floated. He said, give me your hand. And they walked together on the sea. And they entered the boat. The distance that they walked is not recorded. But we know that it is a distance. He didn't just step in stepped out of the boat and sank. He walked for a time and he was having a cool, excited that he had walking on the sea to where Jesus is walking, probably looking at looking back and looking at Thomas and Andrew and saying, Look at you guys. I'm walking, man. Hallelujah. So whatever your level of faith tonight, don't see yourself out of what I'm about to share with you. The least of you, if someone gets born again today, what I'm going to say now is your portion. It affects you. You have been given power and authority. Let's look at the book of Matthew. First of all, the book of Matthew 28. And we'll look at, from, we'll look at it from verse 17. 18 is what we need, but we look at 17. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. This is after his resurrection. And you need to look at that 17 for you to know what prompted the, the, the next statement. You will not be among those who doubted today. And that's why I've just spoken to you that whatever level of your faith, what I'm about to say is yours. Because it's not given to you because of you have faith. It's given to you as a right. Alright? Okay. So let's see what 18 says. Then Jesus came and said to them, Shall we read it together? All authority. He said that because of the doubters. Do you agree? Because those who believe in him don't need to hear that. Because they know that all authority belongs to him. They have seen him on the mountain when Moses and Elijah appeared to him. That they decided not to leave the mountain and just let's stay here, put Jesus. They have seen all manners of miracles he did. But for those who doubt him, he has to speak that look, all authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Consider that statement. That statement re reveals what we call jurisdiction. Jurisdiction, it is the sphere 
of influence or the sphere where your authority can be exerted. So when it comes to heavens and earth, the Father handed over the power and the authority to the Son. So when the Son appears in heaven, you read it in the book of Revelations, all angels bow before Him, isn't it? All elders, they cast their crown at His feet. Because He is standing as the all power and authority in heavens and on earth. Those who are in heavens recognize Him as the ultimate authority. But on earth, they are still contesting whether He is ultimate. And the time is coming that every knee will be forced to bow before Him, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He has all authority. But he helped us to understand this, and I will help you know tonight why Jesus included heaven in his declaration. I didn't say all authority on earth are given to me. There's something Jesus said later that will interest you. It's because of you and I. But he says, all authority or powers in heaven and on earth have been given unto me. You know, that scripture is very, very interesting. Look at Jim James' version of that very scripture. Just... Switch to it. Jesus came and spake, saying, All powers in is given unto me in heaven and in earth. I've been listening to how the Bible was translated to the time of King James until our time now. So that there are some English that you see in the scripture in King James that you modern day will not understand. And I'll tell you as a scholar, a revised standard version is the best and NIV, the best version for interpretation. Because other versions have been written after that, which if you, don't, if you are not careful, you lose the interpretation. Am I talking to you? The rightful word, which is in the, the original interpreted, not, you know, uh, you know from, from um, the uh, old Greek Latin and Greek word is authority. Because authority, I will tell you what authority is. Authority, let me give you for example in England. The court, the police, who is the authority? Come on now and talk to me. What is police? Power, not authority. The police are not authority, they are power. They have power to arrest you. They don't have the authority to jail you. That's different between power and authority. The director of a company is an authority over the company. The managers have power, not authority. He delegates to them power. The shareholders delegate authority Daily authority to the board that manages the operation and is the director. So by virtue of their position, because they carry authority, they can act in two dimensions. They can act in the dimension of what is written concerning them. Okay? That is, they give them a job description and they write all what directors can do or should do. We call that actual authority. But they can act independently of what is written on behalf of their company 
Because they deem fit that that is the right thing. And they will bind their, you know, shareholders to the third party. That you call apparent authority. Director, when, he, when he's speaking outside on behalf of his company, and he comes to a place where such decisions should be made, he does not consult the board. He speaks. Because he has apparent authority. Because the director must act all the time in the best interest of his organization. And someone says that what is supposed to talk into? I want to understand it. This is where many of us have been grounded. Because sometimes that heaven expects us to speak, we are waiting to hear the voice of God. You have already heard His voice. All authority in heaven and on earth are given unto me. And after that He said, therefore go. But you need to understand what Jesus is saying by this. You who doubt, come on, listen, Jesus said. I have control over all creation of God. My name answers the question. Are we together now? And so Jesus here helped us to understand that authority is attributed to region. And the region of his authority is what human will call unlimited, unfettered power. When I was talking about authority, and I said to you, authority is higher than power. Some may be asking what I'm talking about. If you look at your English dictionary, it says, authority is the power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. Authority is the power. So when NIV says all authority, in authority is power. And power to do what? Power or right to give orders, orders, command, make decisions, and enforce obedience. That is authority. And anywhere you talk about power, you talk about what they call jurisdiction. That is the realm within which that power is effective. If you exercise your authority outside your realm, it is non-effective. Like the director of Shell cannot take decision for Lever Brothers, though he is a director. And because the other director of Liver Brothers can take decision for Liver Brothers, because you are called director of Shell does not mean you're just going to Liver Brothers and make decisions or go to people and negotiate on behalf of Liver Brothers. It is a non-grata. Am I talking to you now? So your jurisdiction is very important to understand when authority is given unto you. I want to show you something. The difference between our jurisdiction and Jesus. Jesus has unlimited jurisdiction because all heavens and all are submit to him but it's not so with us it's not so with us 
Look at what the book of Psalms says. I'm not talking about the jurisdiction and the authority of believers. It says in the book of Psalm 115 verse 16. The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has what? Let's read this together. And then, excuse me. <laughs> Are you, you know where we're going now? Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth. And when God talked to man, he said, highest heaven belongs to the Lord. Jesus himself, the Father. Alright. But the earth he has given to the what? Sons of man. So the jurisdiction of man is what? The earth. That's where your influence is. Alright. How many of you have commanded the angels in heaven on what they are doing? So there were angels who are waiting for you before they start worshipping. And you just say, Father, I command the angels to start worship now. And they start worshiping. You see that happen to human beings? You need to understand. The highest heaven belongs to God. There is order there. The chief commanding officer, Jesus Christ, whether he's there or out of there, is still in control. But the earth, he said, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit said, let us relieve ourselves of the earth. And entrust in the hands of sons of man. That's why God created Adam and Eve in the first place and made him his image. And he said, You take control of the earth. But Adam and Eve lost it. Therefore, for you to have better understanding of that, It says, highest heaven belongs to the Lord. The earth he has given to the sons of men. Look at the book of Mark 18, verse 18 to 20. I'm talking about your jurisdiction, the jurisdiction of your power, authority, and your power is the earth. Because God has given you the earth for inheritance. Isn't it? Hmm? Shall we read those scriptures together? 18, 18. I tell you the truth. Read, church, Matthew, Matthew 18, 18. Saint Matthew, <laughs> 18, 18. Shall we read it together, please? Stop. So where do you bind? Where do you bind? Where do you lose? And what happens in heaven? It is approved. The reason why Jesus helped you to know that all authority in heaven and earth are mine is this. He had given you the authority over your jurisdiction and says to you, anything you decide or permit... That's what must happen on earth. Once you permit it, nothing can happen without heaven permitting. But the one on whose behalf we act as director, he is the ruler of heaven. And said, on earth that I've given to you, you permit anything and heaven will say yes. I think that's an open check. 
And you can agree with me that that you can operate either in actual authority or apparent authority. You can operate in what the Bible has written. And you can operate on what you think should not be. And it shall be so. So, on whatever capacity you operate on earth, because you are God's directors, directors under Jesus Christ's estate, and the Father had given you through the Son the jurisdiction of this earth, you can say no, though it's not written within your power to say no. But because you stand there, for the interest of the one who lives forever and ever. And you recognize that this is contrary to his will. And you said no. Heaven just said yes, no. You say stop. Heaven says stop. Things can be happening around you. Heaven is looking at you. Because you haven't opened your mouth to decide what will happen. Things may fall into pieces in the area that you are. In the nation that you are. But heaven cannot act until you make up your decision that I've had enough mess in this place. That's what happened to Elijah. Prophets are on the run. People who are workers of righteousness are on the run. Under the threat of a foreign woman from Sidon. And she came to Israel and took over everything. Because she married a foolish king. Called her. And everyone who wants to serve God is on the run. Until one man... Who was living in Jordan said, I had enough of this. I had enough of this mess. Somebody must take a decision concerning his life today. Whatever mess is going on around your life, you need to recognize the day you say, Stop it! That is when it will be stopped. Listen to me. You have the power to decree anything under heaven, and because you say so, heaven will do it. You also have the power to take the word of God that this is what is written. And so, what is happening, I command you to conform with what is written, and it shall be so. Amen. Am I talking to you? Yes, sir. Jesus said it. As long as you're exercising the authority. You know, I had some people who have said that you can send your angel on an errand. Nonsense. Angels are of heaven, not of earth. They obey the bidding of God only. Did you not read, did you not read recently from the book of Revelations? When, when John saw the revelation by angel, he, he bowed to, to worship. The angel said, don't worship me, John. I am your fellow servant. You don't command your fellow. Have you ever seen the director coming in direct, commanding another director because you are director of uh, administration, you are commanding director of, uh, of social service? No, you don't. You can reason together. The director of finance can hear your plea as admi- director of administration and recognize that, oh, you need some fund. All right, we need to, to you know, cap our budget in this area so that you can have the fund because this cost is of the company. You don't stand and command, you director of finance, I need one million now, can you bring it to me? So some people command angels, they are waste, they waste their saliva and time because it's only demons that you can command, not angels. You don't command angels. You need to know your partners in the work, and you need to know your jurisdiction. Your jurisdiction is the earth. And let me say this. The earth begins from your life. 
to the life of your next of kin, your, your family, your friends, your church, your neighborhood, and your nation, and the globe. Because our jurisdiction is the earth. He said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Somebody will leave this place and begin to bind what should not, be, not, should not happen. And begin to release what should be released. Lose those who are bound. Someone says that. Does that mean that human beings have unfettered power? No. Does it mean that apparent authority is just said, just, you can just say what you like? Yes, you can say what you like, but you know what you like must be in, the, in, in line with what he likes. If you are a true director, you cannot go and say something that your company doesn't want. You, are, you work in the best interest of your organization, isn't it? So anything you say has to be in the best interest of the organization. And because you said it, though it's not written that you should say it, but you said it, the organization will make it available. You will bind the third party to your organization. Now, yes, yes, my organization can provide you a million. Okay, I donate one million. And your organization has to pay. Similarly, the head of government, when the ambassadors say something to another nation in collaboration, then that country is bound to make sure they fulfill it. Am I talking to you? At least you can, if you have been listening to the news about the, the Gabon uh, soldiers who took over, you have heard them say that all our, you know, uh, international, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, decisions and all our collaborations will remain intact. Why are they saying that? So that anybody who is an external person cannot now come and attack them because they have said to you that there is no breaking of our you know, understanding. Though we may sit down together to reform it and look at the best interests of our country. Those guys are intelligent. Am I talking to you? You need to know what does knowledge give you? It gives you power to act and to act rightly. And that's what you act will happen. You have authority over the earth, over your body, your mind, and everyone connected to you. Two things here before we move in, and I'm going to stop shortly, is this. I want you to know that Jesus gave you the power in the authority. Whether a transition call it power, another transition call it authority, I will lean on the word authority because in authority is power. I will together now. Now, the first thing is this. In that scripture, Jesus said, what is it? I tell you the truth. Yes. I tell you the truth. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loose in heaven. So, I think we are settled that we can bind anything on earth and lose anything. Correct? Are you looking at me there? You get what I'm saying? So, if I send a demon to you there to deal with him, don't send him back to me. Just say, I caught it, apostle, and then begin to tear it and skin it and flex your muzzle to practice on this one that this is a stray one who didn't learn wisdom from hell. I will teach him a lesson. 
If somebody knock your door and you open and he looks like a devil, instantly you exercise your authority that I bind you in the name of Jesus. and heaven will just bind. I know when heaven binds us when angels walk. That's when they walk. They are on earth with us. They are our ministry spirit, Hebrew one fourteen. But they don't act without the instruction of heaven. So when you make a decree on the earthly realm, every resources available in heaven shall be made available. That's what God is Jesus is saying. It will be made available. We will change the status quo in our lives after this meeting tonight. Amen. Do you know what? Jesus went for that to give us further understanding. Look at Mark sixteen nineteen. That if that is that Acts sixteen nineteen tells you that that authority that Jesus gave you to bind and lose on earth is actual and apparent. You know, actual authority is what you read in the Bible, but apparent is what you think it should be, and you say it, but in the best interest of the organization. Shall we read what he says here? No. Matthew sixteen nineteen. Matthew sixteen nineteen. What did he say? So in the first one, Jesus says, Whatever you bind. On earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth is lost in heaven. And then here he now tells us what gives you the right is because you have the key to heaven, not to earth. He gives you the key to heaven. That means that your voice opens heaven's gates. Once you say in the name of Jesus, they understand the code of your voice because you are a child of God. Your voice is coded. And that's the key. Once you say the name of Jesus, it's open. And so when you say bind instantly, heaven bind it. Lose instantly, heaven lose it. That's the reason why you cannot use that mouth to speak negative things. You cannot pray for people to die because Jesus died for them. You pray for people to die, when you say lose, heaven will say we do not know this voice. Because if you say people should die, you are not acting in the interest of heaven. Because Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come to give life. Understand that your apparent authority must be in conformity with the best interest of your institution. And the best interest of heaven, God says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in Him would not perish. And so when you're telling God to kill somebody that He loved, and He wants to come, and Jesus died for that person, can, can you understand? Are you acting in the best interest of heaven, or you are acting in the best interest of Satan? You really have acting in the best interest of Satan, so the key cannot open the heaven for authority to be given. It can only happen in the realm of the devil. And Satan will assign a demon to kill person, in collaboration with your decision 
and you will be a collaborator who committed murder. All the churches that pray that their enemies should fall down and die, none of them enter heaven, including their, their founder. Because an, a, a Christian acts in apparent authority and actual authority. If you act in apparent authority, it means that what you are acting is in the best interest of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And you cannot pray against the will of Jesus. Someone says that, but David said it, and I said to you, you will have come and worship David, and then, you know, do what David said. Don't you know that David, Holy Spirit speaks through him, and sometimes his flesh will speak. The one who came and has no God is Jesus Christ. David wrote Psalm 35, contend with those who contend with me, destroy my enemy, bend their bows and stuff, break their neck and stuff like that. It, it, when Jesus came, what did he say? He said, pray for your enemy, bless them, curse them not. So who do you believe? If you are a worshiper of Jesus Christ, you believe what Jesus said. Anytime you exercise authority contrary to the best interest of God, that authority is wasted. It would never happen through God. Because the witch who killed your child yesterday may be ordained by God to be the revivalist that will transform the whole Europe. But the time he killed your child, he was only possessed by Satan. And Satan is the one who killed your child. And when the hand of mercy of God will come at the fullness of time, the one who killed your child will become somebody who raised the dead in the streets of Europe. And can you imagine if you who killed your child have prayed that he should fall down and die? What spirit lives in you? John 10, 10. The devil has come to kill, to steal, to So, I'm saying this to you that you understand that there are many rubbish prayers people pray in the kingdom of God. They do not carry weights in heaven. Because Jesus said, I give you the key to heaven. The key to heaven, once you say the name of Jesus, they recognize your code of the code of your voice. And they recognize your spirit. They know that you are in compliance with heaven. And they know that you are about to speak in the interest and the best interest of the maker of heaven and earth. All angels want to do it. All angels want to do it. Come on now. So you understand this. We will go to deeper waters now. So there are four. Someone says that I've been talking about actual authority, apparent authority. What does it mean? Actual authority, right? An actual authority is where a principal which is the company and in this case is the kingdom gives the agents which is the director specific prior consent to act as to, 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 to the agent's action or act on their behalf actual authority we are the agents alright The kingdom of God is the principal, and Jesus is the one who gives the instruction. And these are similar to all the promises in the scripture, all the instructions in the scripture. 
No weapon forged against you will prosper. Every time that rises against you, it shall be condemned. I've given you authority to go and preach the gospel. I've given you power and authority to trample under the under your foot, the snake, and all stuff like that. And nothing will harm you. He that is born of God overcomes the world. He is a victory that overcomes even our faith. But what is apparent authority? Apparent authority is where the agent, which is you, act on behalf of the principal, who is the kingdom of Jesus, prior to consent, but still binds the principal in the action with the third party. In the contract, rather. In the contract with the third party. That is you as an agent of God. You say something, and God will say, because you said it, I will do it. Am I talking to you? How many people are suffering in your family that you could stand tonight and say, Lord, that person is suffering maybe because of his sin, but Lord, I say, forgive. And because you said so, the afflictor will be cut off. That That person don't merit it, but because you said it, and heaven will do it. Am I talking to you? The scripture is full of various testimonies. You and I know of some three friends. I'll tell you their story. These three friends lived in Babylon. And the, God of ba- the head of Babylon decided that everybody must just bow down to their graven image. And the head of Babylon is Satan. And he did that because he wanted to test the faith of these Hebrew, Hebrew boys. As anybody who does not bow down to this image shall be thrown in the fire. It has never been written at that time that when you pass through fire, I'll be with you. But if you look at those boys, when they caught them, and they said, we're going to throw them in fire, and they said they should kindle the fire seven times, increase the flame, so that the heat of the fire would melt their body. They won't reach the center of the fire. You know, he said to the king, even if our God will not save, because they have not had a written documents from God in the Torah, in the Bible, that your God will save you when you go into fire. So they acted on apparent authority. I would know. That cannot scare us. Even if it does not, we are entering the fire. We are not going to die. And they entered the fire. And after they entered the fire, the principal showed up with his agents in the fire. And he said, this has not happened before. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine humanly how Jesus would feel about these young boys. When they were making the boats, when they were threatening them, and the Holy Spirit didn't say a word. And the boys stood out and said, come on now, we are not, we are Hebrews. We are God's children. <laughs> God created fire. They are throwing us in the fire. The people who took them there, the heat of the fire burnt them. So, they, it must have been a, a, a chamber where they opened the lid and dropped them inside. Okay? So, those who opened the lid, all of them roasted. And when they dropped inside, a miracle happened 
because they acted on apparent authority and you know something that 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 really puzzles me in that whenever science our science is defied i feel excited hallelujah you know (laughs) science man's now you see yourself because bible says that they were not smelling smoke the hair of their head one grain of hair did not burn in fire seven times so it was not really yellow anymore the whole fire was blue blue that's why you have the hottest heat and they were walking in fire the bondage they used to to tie them was licked instantly the leg hands and foot free instantly the same fire burnt all those things but he didn't burn their leg. He didn't burn their clothes. He only purified their clothes. They went to a dry cleaner who dry cleaned their, their clothes with what? Fire. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you know, can I say therefore, what can make an agent take such decision that is so robust on behalf of his principle, his faith. Faith and confidence. I am a director, so what I say. And this thing I'm saying, my company will benefit from it. And he says it. So is you and me. Your faith in the Lord. You remember Acts chapter 3. 16. Don't you think by our own holiness or excellent goodness we have made this man work. But faith in the name of Jesus and the faith that comes through his name because he has given us authority. Somebody will exercise the authority today. We leave this place, I tell you. Daily practice, destiny will manifest quick, 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 quick. Nobody should be doing rubbish job. The job that almost kill you will cease today. You will speak and doors will open for you. You are not going to be a, a begging industry to, to uh, employ you. You have to command industry to employ you. Call their name, command them to employ you and go apply to them. Am I talking to you? And I love the word of God so much. But of course you know that the director that will act in apparent authority must have known his remit of actual authority. Which means they give you job description as a director. You read it. You read that job description. Isn't it? So that you can understand your powers in that company or else your messenger will command you to sit down and you sit down and he will show you the dot. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because the day your messenger did not wear, wear clothes of messenger and he wore suit and tie and he comes into the office, he will be your boss. Because you didn't read it. Is that not so with many Christians? They don't read Bible. They don't know what God said in the Bible. They don't know their rights in the Bible. So when they meet the devil, they don't know what to tell him. They begin to ask, are you devil, please? <laughs> are you Mr. Satan, excuse me? <laughs> or they meet the devil, they say, hello, Mike. Because you look like a mate. <laughs> Hallelujah. I will tell you the joke about me. When I first got to England, I, after some time, I called my brother and said, all of, all of you men here, are you all Mike? <laughs> I, 
everybody say you are Mike, you are Mike, you are Mike. So everybody be at Mike here. <laughs> he said, What do you mean by Mike? I said, You are Mike. Isn't it? Mike, isn't it? And he said, he said, What do you say? I said, You are Mike. Are you not Mike? He said, I'm not Mike. He said, I'm Mike. He said, No. So what do you say? Why do you call me Mike, Mike? And you call Mike. <laughs> no, he said, No, it's not Mike. He said, Mate. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was coming from Africa raw. People have different names in England. All of them are calling men Mike. I won't tell you more than that. Because there are other things I tell you, you'll be laughing to scorn. Now, hear me. Say, I have the authority. Look at me. Jesus now ended up by saying, I give you the keys of the kingdom, and that's the name of Jesus. So recognize that scripture says one, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth is losing heaven. So the key can lose and it can bind. The name is Jesus. And then he said, In that 18, we read Matthew 18, and we read verse 18. Now let's listen to Matthew 18, verse 19 and 20. Shall we read that together, please? Again, Again I tell you. Then 20... Hallelujah. So this is where two come in. But Bible says two cannot work together unless they agree. So this this will happen. A direct two directors meet. This director wants to say this is the way. Another director said, Ah no no, do you think you have the power? The power they give us as director is limited now. We have to go to committee meeting, board meeting to decide. What happens to them? They cannot agree. And what happened to the company? The company suffers. Where husband and wife live a life of disagreement, grass don't grow. Am I talking to you? That's why I would say that. Don't just go and grab any Christian and say that, agree with me. No, check the faith of that Christian. Because faith plus minus faith is no faith. Because plus times minus is minus. Alright? Multiply anything by zero, it gives you zero. And if you make a mistake to multiply zero by zero, I was told that you will end up in infinity. Am I talking to you? So not every Christian you can agree with prayer of agreement. Balls of the same feather flock together. Christians that you tell them that in the next 10 years this is my plan. I want to reach this height. And they say, ah, 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 are you the only one? Never repeat that with them again. Because you understand the fact that their level is still very, very low. Look for somebody who can see beyond your 10 years and say that really you can go beyond that by 10 years. Come on, let me tell you this is how you go about it. 
Agree with that person, command things, you will see things happening. You see things happening. Oh, I want to go back to school. Ah, are you the only one who reads every book? I mean, you can imagine. There are some Christians, when you have any, don't mention it in their ears because they are still incubating. They may be Christian for 50 years, but they are still incubating. For prayer agreement to work, there must be joint understanding, collaboration, cooperation. There must be joint understanding. People who have the same understanding will put their synergies together and they will achieve a great goal. This is what Jesus is saying here. That whatever two shall agree, the Bible says one will chase a thousand, two shall change what? Ten thousand. Work the mathematics out by yourself. And what will happen to, to three? Work it out. It is not linear progression, it's exponential. Am I talking to you? Now, can you imagine now when hundreds of us are gathered here and we want to pray? Can you imagine what we can achieve? If we can pray with one heart, there is no solution we cannot get. No problem we cannot solve. We will solve the problem and heaven will approve it. That's what God is saying. But the unity, therefore, is what Satan fights with. So that God's will cannot move. However, finally, Luke 18, 18. We're going to stand up and we're going to read this. Luke 18, 18. I'm talking about all authorities and powers have been given to you. That's a good standing. That's a good standing. That is standing well. <laughs> Hallelujah. And they are stretching. I can see some boys stretching. I told you yesterday that boys are the ones who stretch. <laughs> look, look at me. Listen. We're going to read this scripture together. You read it as if you mean it. Now, how many of you have not given your life to Jesus? If you know you have not given your life to Jesus, raise your Look around you. How many people are sure that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Raise your hand. And look around if there's anybody whose hand is down. Let me check them. Let me check them. Anybody here? Anybody here whose hand down? Now, can you look at yourself that you have power? You have authority. What happens if you put your hands down, please? What is happening to you today that is not right is because you permitted it. Not because Satan have the right to do it to you. Some of you may say that, ah, this one, this situation, I have to go and meet apostle. You don't have to meet me because when you come to me, who will I meet? It's Jesus. You left Jesus at home. You came to apostle, if not the mercy of God, between, between that home and uh, the rich apostle, the devil will have killed you. Am I talking to you? But when you have situation at home and you speak to heaven about it, you say, yes, I'm going to apostle. Heaven that you spoke to, before you reach my door, will speak to me. Be grace in me. We pick up what you have said. And he's done that to some of you. Coming to tell me some issues, I say, oh, hold it. This is what your intention is. But this is what the Lord has said. That is what brings the unction to functioning. That's what brings unction to functioning. I will never stop talking about this because it's too real. It's one of the most real. One of the members in the church, there's brother Jason and sister Maiwa. They were in courtship. I don't know about it. And God never revealed it to me. And the day that brother Jason, they decided that, look, if, 
the Bible said to Sister Mary that if I'm going to talk to Apostle now because we are now serious about this courtship. We want to marry. But I will go to Apostle to ask the will of God. If the will of God is for us not to marry, we'll just be friends for life. It means we know one another. Am I talking to you? Which means that they know themselves a year or whatever two they have been together. There is no kissing and there is no sex. So if we decide not to marry, I didn't owe you. You didn't owe me. And that's how a Christian relationship should be kept. So, when he came, and he said, Dad, I want to see you. I said, come on, let's go up. You know, for me, if you want to see me and I'm available, there's no booking. We just go up. As, as I was up, and he came later, the moment he opened my door, I saw that woman. I've never seen the woman, not that I've had information there's a woman. Standing in, in his back. I said, son, who is this woman standing behind you? He looked back. He said, nobody. I said, that is this woman I can see standing behind you. That's your wife, you know? And I began to tell him about the woman. Nicky Jason was stunned. He was just looking at He said, that, what can I keep from you? That is why I've come to see you. I want, I've come to see you to ask you that. Look, I have met this lady. And we have been in relationship all for this period of time. Now we are deciding to marry. And we have agreed. If God says no, we will not marry. But we will be good friends. Though we love one another. I said it's like bring that girl to me tomorrow. Yesterday. I want to see that. Because God showed me the personality of the woman. I could read it complete. I said if God showed this woman to me. All right. That I met physically, I will make sure that I don't let her marry anybody. I will bring her to one of my best children to come and marry. That's what I saw in the woman. But you know what happened? They have both spoken to heaven. All right? And so, when they came to me, the keys that's of heaven which given to them has already opened the heavens over them, so the grace in me can function. They are not prayer beggars. They spoke to their maker. They agreed and the maker was looking at them. And they came for the grace. No wonder the Lord revealed to me before they opened their mouth. And it's not once, it's not, they're not the only one that happened to in this church. You know what I'm saying to you? Whatever two of you shall agree, if it is in faith, heaven open, nothing can hinder. Satan cannot reach there. Because your word you speak is brimstone fire. It will destroy every opposition. Nothing can oppose or hinder. But you must speak in faith. You must understand. Jesus said, if two shall agree as touching... It shall be the green heaven. And I told you that Luke 18. It says all authority. No, 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 no. It says, I, I have given you. I have given you. I tell you. No, no, no. Go, go to 18. It says, he replied, I saw Satan fall like, like lightning. Luke chapter 10 verse 18. It says, Satan fall like lightning. I have given you authority to trample upon snakes and scorpions and overcome all the powers of the enemy. Look at the decision in this. 
Luke chapter 10 verse 18. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Yes, from heaven. So nobody can say Satan can hinder you. Oh, he's blocking my, my star. You don't have any star. He's blocking my destiny. That's a lie. Because he fell from heaven. Satan does not have access to that place. They cast him out already. Are you telling me now? So, now you have the key. And it says, the next verse. It says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all... Now you understand the fact that to you is used authority. To Satan, he said power. Satan has no authority. He has no authority. The power delegated to powers are delegated by authorities. And authorities are the ones who can strip the power of their rights to act. Power is just right to act. So, what the Bible is saying so straight is this. Satan may mess up people, but when he turns that messing up to you, it's non grata. He does not have power to do that. He lives in a domain. You live in the kingdom. Am I talking to you? Satan had nothing to tell you. Look, anything that people approach you with, if it is your interest, don't always say yes. Tell them I will pray about it and really pray. Then you will not take wrong decision anymore. It may look good, but it may not look good. Am I talking to you? Recognize. God gave you authority. Jesus gave you authority over all the powers of the enemy. And I love the ending of King James. It says, nothing by any means shall hurt you. Lift up your voice and begin to give God the glory. Thank God for the authority. Thank God for the authority of heaven. Thank God for the authority of heaven. You are the agent of heaven. Heaven depends on you for what they can do on earth. In your jurisdiction, in your family, in your home, you are authority. Thank God for the authority given to you. Thank God for the authority given to you. Thank God for the authority given you. Thank God for the authority. The word of God in your mouth is like in my mouth. If God can answer my word, He will answer your word. Now begin to thank God for the grace of faith. That in this week, God is increasing our faith to the level of faith that will open floodgates of heaven. To the level of faith that will bind the heavenlies and lose power of God, mercy of God, glory and grace of God. You will do it. You will do it. Lord, I thank you. Thank God for His grace and power. Oh, sovereign Lord. 
Sovereign Lord. I can see movers and shakers now manifesting. I can see men and women walking in the divine power and authority of heaven. I can see people acting on behalf of God as the agent of light. I can see heaven restoring fortune, restoring life, restoring health, restoring victory, restoring power. Every stolen ground is restored by your voice, by your word. I can see people who God will entrust in their lips, destiny of others, and you will speak them to be. I can see victors. I can see overcomers. Blessed be your name, O King of Heaven. I can see people fired up in their spirits. I can see people riding on the horseback. Pulling down their slave from their horseback. And taking control of the shining wheel of their life. I can see people provoked by the Holy Ghost. Decreeing the counsel of Heaven. Bringing to manifestation what Heaven has determined. People who will please the heart of the Father. I can see, yes, Lord. Bless your holy name. Give you the praise and glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let there be glory and honor. Jesus Christ. He said the Holy 
The Holy Spirit will reveal to you the plans of the Father. All the Father has is mine, Jesus says. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit of God. God, the Holy Spirit, let revelation be given. Let the mind of everyone be transformed. Every limitation in functioning the mind of Christ be taken away. Thank you, O God. To you, O God, be the truth. To you, O God, be the glory. To you, O God, be the honor. To you, O God, be the praise. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Say amen in the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven that lives forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. Please, can I ask the pastors, the ministers to come around and we go straight into our communion. Can I tell you something? Over this week, a lot has been deposited upon your life. From the dawn of tomorrow, you will begin to see the manifestations. The dawn of tomorrow, you will see the manifestations. Can you pass us, split yourself into two sections, please? Hallelujah forevermore. Yes. I'm very sure if you wrote me down today that you had enough dose to face tomorrow. I didn't hear affirmation. Something had triggered in your belly. His name is called the Holy Spirit. Amen. I have shown you how you can woo the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. And he will just come over you. Hallelujah. And I've revealed to you completely that you are more than what you think or you thought you are. And your thinking about yourself from now has changed. Let me see. You are devil busters. Anywhere you see demon misbehaving, don't talk to him like classmates. You are not his classmates. Whether they call him devil or Lucifer or dragon, the name and title he carry has nothing to do with you. Because you are an agent of God. And you will be able to take authority over the devil. We agree together. Now, this is communion table. And I'm going to read these scriptures to you. This is one thing that Jesus said we should do in remembrance of him you know when you are singing a choir this is my daily bread Mm -hmm. all right we'll sing that now jesus while he was going 
he called the disciples on the last night and he said to them there's something that is arranging heaven for those who believe in me you have had Passover given by God to Moses now in few minutes time I will become that lamb that will be slain and that will bring an end to your annual Passover but he said these that I do among you today replaces Passover as long as earth endures until I will appear again to eat with you in the kingdom when Jesus we said angels we set tables and Jesus will sit at the head table and all of us we sit around this table you know I always beg God let my chair be very close to where you are sitting I don't know what you think I want to be the one that will be just beside the head table looking at his face you know so closely someone says did you not think about Paul and Peter I do and John I do I think on that day another John will be born <laughs> Amen. and so this is sacred communion and everyone must partake as long as you have accepted him he says Paul said then for I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you the Lord Jesus on the night that he was betrayed he took the bread and after he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way after supper he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. He says, therefore, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats or drinks without discerning or recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself that is why many who have been ill weak sick and a number of people have died but if we judge ourselves we will not come under judgment I want to bow your heads where you are and speak to the Lord from your heart If you know that you are walking in a particular way, conduct that is contrary to God's instruction, ask the Lord to forgive you. If you want to kneel down, you can. If you are able to, tell the Lord to cleanse your heart and mind. Renew 
your spirit. If you have animosity against anybody, at the Lord's table, that animosity must die. If you have people in your, you have a book that you record people and, you know, that you don't like, you have to tear that book after this meeting. Such book must not be kept. The memory of offenses of people should not be recorded. Because Jesus forgave your own offenses like a cloud or smoke, they are gone. And you must learn to forgive people and forget whatever they have done wrong against you. Just tell the Lord you are sorry. And ask the Lord to forgive you for not forgiving others. And to cleanse your heart and mind. If you have accused people falsely, tell the Lord you are so sorry. If you have slandered anybody, tell the Lord, I'm so sorry. I will never do that again. And really mean it. Blessed is the one who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, or stand in the ways of sinners. But his delight is in the law of God. In the law of God, he meditates day and night. Just ask the Lord to cleanse your heart and mind. And tell the Lord that by the virtue of this communion today, I receive strength from you to just do your will. I receive strength from you to just do your will. Father, I help come from the Lord, our God of mercy. Thank you, Jesus. We receive forgiveness from you, Lord Jesus. We receive strength in our mortal body. We receive healing into our bones and organs. Renew our hearts, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name. Father, we thank you for your body that was shed, that was broken. And we thank you for your blood that was shed. The body of Christ was broken for you. The body of Christ was broken for you. The blood of Jesus was shed for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you and be thankful. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you and be thankful. The body of Christ was broken for you. The blood of Jesus was shed for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you. Our God and King, we thank you. What a glorious day it will be when we sit with you in your kingdom. May grace be given to all who partake in this, that on that day we will not be missing anything that could hinder us, O God, by the reason of this communion. Let them be destroyed completely. Our flesh and emotions be set free. Even by this communion, a new journey begins in the name of Jesus. The body of Christ was broken for you. Take this remembrance that Jesus died for you and be thankful. Together, 
And they drank together. When you take it, you go on your knees and pour your heart to the Lord. It's a privileged time.
Still today, praise be seated in the heavenly places. I think I should, I should look for that man tomorrow and fish him out. You know, what a glorious way to finish a convention with a communion. Can I just say to you, you are blessed. 
Remain in Him with all your efforts, and the Lord will bless all your efforts. Now, if you had any need in these three days, it has been met. You will wake up tomorrow morning, a number of you into a new dawn. Testimonies of easy dosage. The testimonies of ease of heaven that bring provision to you when you have given up. Provision to you when you are not thinking of it. Provision that you will say, I do not marry this. You will begin to hear the news from tomorrow. Everything around you will work for your good. The mouth of the Lord has spoken it. And this house will team with songs of praises. As we move gradually from one height to the other into the new year 2024, the year of the Lord's visitation. It shall be well with you. Now some of you have been coming from far away. And to the extent that sometimes when the, the meeting goes too long, I recognize that you have to leave. But you don't want to. But you have to leave and catch the last train. I have spoken to God on your behalf. The Lord will give you comfort. In comfort, you buy your own cars. If you are living in an environment where a car cannot be parked, God will remove you from there. He will buy you a house. He will establish you in comfort. It is the promise of God through Jeremiah 29. It says, in the land that I send you to sojourn, He said, when you get there, buy houses. Hear me. You will not buy one house. You will buy houses. God will make the way. The word I speak today shall manifest over you. In comfort, the Lord will establish you. The heights you cannot dream of, the Lord will take you beyond it. It is time for you to thrive in the land of the living, and you will thrive in this land of the living. Those of you listening to me in different parts of the world, so it shall be to you in your jurisdiction. You will know that the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So look out for testimonies from tomorrow, and it shall be yours. It is my privilege to welcome anyone who worship with us for the first time. If you are coming into this place for the first time, could you wave your hands? Anybody invited tonight? Did you invite your friend? Please, can you rise up? Let me see you. I can't see you. Oh, wow. You are very welcome, darling. You are This is a family friendly church. You are very, very welcome. Make sure you enjoy yourself. When next you come, you are part of this movement. And the Lord will come to strengthen you. I want to thank you, especially women of Red Destiny, for being the one that invited most. Because most women, most people who visited this convention are women. I give you a thumb up for women of rare destiny. Abby. But men, may the Lord bless you. <laughs> As you have been trailing behind, may you overtake them. 
you know, because men are too gentle to the place where they just keep quiet. They invite their friends by mind and they, they work by faith. But women are so much gifted to talk and they use that mouth to invite people. Amen. I think those of you who are men who are married, kiss your wife very well so that your mouth can start talking. You are very, very welcome. We are so thankful to God. One of my daughters came from America today. Um, Mrs. Abraham. I can see her at the back there with, with her family. Sister, also you stand up. We welcome you. You are very, very welcome. Mrs. Abraham uh, and uh, Reverend Abraham, Father Abraham. So she's uh, Mother Sarah. They migrated from England some many years ago. And I remember that when they were going, the Lord spoke to them to leave the United Kingdom and move to the U.S. And they moved without really having anything to look for there. But by faith they went. But the Lord has established them in a big way in Houston, Texas. And we're very thankful to God that after many years they have gone, they have come home to see that the home also has been blessed by the Lord. So we, if you hear that I went to Houston, Texas, you know that I'm in the hands of Father Abraham and Mother Sarah. <laughs> we thank God for your life and all the kids. Your generation will serve the Lord. Thank you, Lord, because you overcome. Well, I will leave the pulpit now just for a brief announcement by Pastor. But I want to announce this myself. What is happening next Saturday? Really, I will have labeled it Africa Praise. It is time to speak into Africa from this house. I know God answers you when you pray. You remember how God used us for Ukraine? We will declare a thing in Ukraine, over Ukraine, and the, within seven days, that will begin to happen. And this is how God has used this house to, to move Ukraine into their place of strength and victory. And so we're going to do that for Nigeria. We're going to do it for all African countries. Where there's cool, there's shaking now. We're going to do it also for our nation. Anytime we pray in England or any country, we remember United Kingdom because this is our board. So I want everyone to come. Because if you pray for the peace of the nation, when the nation prospers, the Bible says you will prosper. So if you pray for the prosperity of a nation, when that nation prospers, you will prosper. So we will gather here on Saturday at 1 p.m. to pray together. Invite your friends. Make that time off. Except those of you who you have a default work. You are working by default. But if you are not, don't stay on the line. Really, I don't know whether we put it online. We may not. We may just put it online for those who will join us from Nigeria. Let us make sure we come. It is a brief service that we come, we pray, and we go. When then those things we say in our prayers are happening, you will rejoice that God has used you to pray to those nations. Really, I will say this. I happen to be the chair of this movement in, in, in UK under the, the uh, chairmanship of General Jacob Gowan. I will be praying for every African race. And when I talk of Africa, India are Africans. All Indians, we are all the same. I will be together now. So we'll cover India, we'll cover 
all the Caribbean islands, we cover Brazil. We will flow as the Spirit of God will lead us. And I'll be leading the prayers for those nations. So, and that is going to bring a new breeze into the meeting that we do. So, I plead with you to come. And God will bless you. Shall we just welcome Pastor Tyre for our announcement? Praise the Lord. Of course, in defense of the light of the world, it is quite possible that some of the men have invited the women in the course of this week. I hope those who said I, I am right actually did. Because that was meant to be in our defense only. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Okay. Just very quickly, um, I'd like to remind us that there is a personal finance seminar and personal finance and investment seminar. It will be an in-person seminar on the 23rd of September 2023. It is a follow-up taster session. Uh, It's a follow-up to the taster session that was held in June. And the seminar is designed to provide us with impartial perspective to navigate challenges of an increasingly complex financial landscape. A mouthful, isn't it? Um, Please register your interest by using the QR code. It is important that you register in advance. We want to be certain about the numbers. There is a maximum capacity because it's going to be quite interactive. um, And you can get the best when you've got a maximum number. It will be the Hall of Mirrors. So please note that once the maximum number is reached or attained, you'll then be on a wait list. Daily prayers during the course of this week at 8 p.m., And that's um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, And it will be 8 p.m. on Zoom, YouTube, and FCC. But please note that Wednesday Bible study is at 7 p.m. Bible study with Momioma is at 7 p.m. on Wednesday. Of course, if you would like to contribute a reflection on what we learned a couple of weeks ago, please ensure you follow the protocol. We'll keep announcing that during the course of the next day or two. Friday next week will be at 11 p.m. online. The prayer session on Friday the 8th will be 11 p.m. and will be online as well. JTA on Tuesday, the ark is moving to Bethesda. And prayers would start, the auditorium will be open from, if you, if, when, whenever you turn up for the JTA, once the auditorium is open, once you come in, please start to pray. But officially it would start at 7.30pm in terms of prayers. Of course, Apostle has announced about Nigeria praise. Finally, I, have, I need to apologize. Um, I've had this card for a couple of weeks or more. Um, and it says, thank you, it means a lot. Um, I'll try and expand as I read it properly. 
Thank you. It means a lot. We extend our most sincere gratitude to the family of CFT for gracing our daughter's naming ceremony this past week. Of course, it's two weeks old now. Um, you indeed honored us, and we thank you deeply. And that's from Brother Ben and Sister Yvonne um, Aliakbo. Did I pronounce that correctly? I did. Okay. I've been practicing. So thank you very much, Brother Ben and Sister Yvonne. They had a baby girl a few weeks ago. This card had been, provide, uh, been given, but we somehow, my error, forgot to announce it. But I've made up for it now. Yes? I'm forgiven. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Can I invite apostles close us? How many of you are going to Israel this year? Can I say that this Israel trip this year will be another thing. I'm going to take you when we get close through some, some Bible lectures so that when you get to those spots, it will be fresh in your memory where those occurrences happen. It will make more sense in this coming one. But make sure those of you who have registered and you have been making payments, you see uh, I make your payment pay up. Is that correct, Professor? For me, some people have paid without their name. Yes. So if you have sent money and you didn't put your identity there, make sure you see Elder Okereke, because if you didn't put the identity of the owner of the money. That money will go into the vaults because it is no man's money. So it goes to the vault. So for your money not to go to the vault, make sure that you just identify yourself, please, and you can credit it to your account. And anytime you send money, please, you know, it is always good that for description you put your name. So that if you put your name, then they will recognize that this is the person who sent the money. Isn't it? And it will be well with you. Shall we rise up together, please? Oh, mommy said I should thank everyone for all your... What can I say? I have spoken all the English in my mouth when I was preaching. Just want to thank you for your hilarious, you know, contribution and expression of your love towards mommy. You know, people always talk good of others when they have died. It's not a good practice. When God gives you leaders and they are alive, it's good to celebrate them and tell them how much their lives have blessed you. I happen to read some of your comments and some of your cards. Uh, we are still reading cards. You know, mommy read every card. A bit different from my own principle. Amen. I won't tell you what my principle is. You have heard me say it before. But mommy will read all the cards and will be thanking God for what you have written. And some of you, when I ask somebody who gave mommy 10 cards together, I put them together, 10 cards. And each card has a message. Each card has a message. Some send texts. 
from all over the world. We want to appreciate you and thank you so much for your gifts as well. Your hands will always be wet. The Lord will always bless you. And as you have stretched hands towards her, you will reap harvest in Jesus' name. Now, now, all men here, including apostles, Wait, let me finish service, and all men, I will talk to you just briefly. They want to finish service, and thank everyone that is joining us on the YouTube. Shall we read the Lord's Prayer together? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, or deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom, thy power and thy glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hebrews 13, 20 and 21, with an uplifted hand. Now, in the God of peace, abroad again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect, in every good work, to do His will, working in us that which is well pleasing in His sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Look at someone and read the grace in Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen to them. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with you now. Surely to yourself. Good. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. As you are going into an, as you have entered a new week today. The Lord will remember all your sacrifices. He will accept all your burnt offering. We stand for all your prayers. The Lord will give you the desires of your heart. In this month of September, He will make all your plans succeed. You will shout for joy when you are victorious. And you will be victorious in every battle. We lift up our banner in the name of our God. I mean the God of Abraham. The God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may He open a book of remembrance concerning you and bring your life to the center and perfection of His will. May the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham and to Jacob at Bethel, may He reveal Himself to you. You will encounter Jesus. You will have revelations of heaven instead of nightmares. May the Lord turn your dreamland into vision land. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. There shall be shouts of blessing. It will fall in your house.
scriptural confession. God bless you and see you on Zoom tomorrow night. Please be seated and the ushers will lead you out of air.